You're listening to Insights with Exonia Bank, a series of conversations from our experienced team of bankers. Today's host is Jan Britt, Senior Vice President and Chief Administrative Officer, and she'll be talking with Susan Lubar, Founder and President of Growing Minds. Susan will be sharing tips about integrating wellness into your organization and why it's important for leadership teams to provide a well culture for your company, especially during these challenging times. I'm happy to introduce Jan and Susan. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Jan Britt, Chief Administrative Officer and Senior Vice President at Exonia Bank. I'm here with Susan Lubar, Founder and President of Growing Minds here in Milwaukee. Today, we're going to talk about integrating wellness into your organization. Susan, could you tell us a little bit about your background and how you determined mindfulness was something you wanted to study? Hi, Jen. It's really nice to be here. My background is I I went to college starting in architecture and actually spent a couple of years in it. I think those two years really influenced my thinking, but ultimately it wasn't my track. And I went into communication and got an undergraduate in that and then a graduate degree from Northwestern um, Kellogg Graduate School of Business. And I was in the track of working in business and I eventually got married and had children. And so all my ducks were in a line, except for that I was really, really stressed a lot. I wasn't able to create this work-life integration. And so I had been looking for ways to manage myself and my stress. And I came across a lot of different techniques that I'd never learned before and fascinated me. And when they helped me manage my stress, I had this desire to share them with other people. Wow. And so going from that, what prompted you to start a business focused on mindfulness? I tried to get some of my teachers, the people I was learning from, to come to Milwaukee and help me work with um, some of the kids in our schools because I youth are so easy to work with. They're so open-minded, and that's when the brain is the most malleable. Those people were saying to me, why don't you do it? Why don't you go back and help these kids? Why don't you teach? Well, not having a degree in education, it took me several years to climb that little mountain of maybe I could do it. And eventually I built a team of people and we went into schools and we worked teaching yoga um, in one school. So for two years, we offered every student yoga twice a week. And those were the days where mindfulness could never be used. That word was taboo and yoga was actually taboo. So that was about 2008 to 2010, not that long ago. So I was very lucky. The principal at that school was open-minded and really understood what this could do for youth. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, to think 10 years ago, you couldn't use those words. So I did some, I spent some time on your website looking at some of the resources and some of the courses, even available just to individuals. And you have things focused on youth and schools, but also for businesses. Can you tell me a little bit about the benefits you've seen 
you know, both in what you've done with youth in schools, as well as in companies with employees, employers? We transitioned in our business working with youth to only working with adults. And that's because what we learned is, first, there aren't enough resources to work with every single student directly. But even when you do work with that youth and they do know what to do, if you don't have a leader or classroom teacher guiding students and giving them opportunities to manage their own emotions and regulate themselves, then um, then a teacher often just feels like they're trying to fix the student rather than modeling what they need to do. So we took those lessons and we transferred them into the business world. Susan, what are the benefits that you've seen in working with companies as far as benefits to their employees? What are the benefits you've seen in the work you've done? So recently, we've been able to measure a deeper level of outcome, and these outcomes are all self-reported. And so some of the top findings, they fall into different categories. But in our most recent online class, uh, which would be a total of about five hours of training, we found that 100% of the participants reported that they felt better equipped to cope with their stress effectively. We found 100% were better able to pause before reacting. In other words, they refrained from doing something they might regret. 93% of the people found the mindfulness practices helped them bounce back or be more resilient. We found 93% were actually happier at work and felt more positive overall using these strategies. And last, 93% of the people found that pausing mindfully improved and helped their relationships. So they felt more connected to others. They felt more trust in their relationships. And um, they felt others, their relationships were just smoother. So we're really proud of those outcomes because only five hours of training can impact an individual and that some of those people, quite honestly, didn't complete all five hours of the training. So those are really impressive numbers. And I'm curious, when you go into a company and you say five hours of work, are you working with the entire employee base or just certain people in the organization? I'm asking that leading to how do they continue what you've started. Okay, so th those are two different issues, Jan. One is getting people engaged. And we're doing that in two ways. One is through these um, longer 45-minute modules, of which we um, and people volunteer to take these. And so the idea is not to force everyone to learn how to manage their stress in this way or really manage their emotions. And we should get back to that question. What exactly are we trying to achieve? Um, but we do it, people self-select. So in one organization, for example, we did a group of 50 people. Now, second time around, 75 more and different people have volunteered. And through that, we have live Zoom calls. Um, that's what we've been doing through the pandemic. And we ask them, what do you need to sustain this in your organization? And so based on the, the goals of that organization, we come up with different ideas like having resources on their website, not their website, but on their internal 
uh, learning platform. So what kind of resources do they want? And how do they want to start their meetings? And how do they want to express gratitude to each other? How do they want to handle compliments that they give out? So that these are ways to create a more mindful community where you're hardwiring positivity into the structure of the organization. And if this is some of the sustainable kinds of goals that a company is looking for, we'll work with them. But that's a convert, an important conversation. What is the organization working towards? Okay. And I think you might have answered part of my next question was how might a company start to implement wellness into their daily business? Sounds like it could be as easy as gratitude, you know, bringing that into meetings and just where do you start? We found that the most important strategies are, is simply the ability to stop yourself from moving forward. And so when we call that pausing and when a person takes that moment to pause, they can do a number of things. And one is, is to get more awareness. What's happening around me? Are there multiple perspectives? Do I have to only see the moment from this situation? So we call that zooming in and zooming out. The second thing that you can do is just reflect Gain insight on yourself. What am I assuming here? How does this feel in my body? Is this comfortable or uncomfortable? What's my attitude? What do I feel like doing? What are my natural habits in this moment? And then to just sort of pause and say, what's my intention? What's my purpose here? Do I want to be right? Do I want to inspire? Do I want to build a team? Do I want uh, creativity? And so to really check, we call that purpose. What am I working towards? And when you do that, you create this fourth element called connection. Everybody feels more connected because you have not harmed the relationship by just being reactive and, and acting too quickly. If I can add one thing, people align themselves with the leader in the room. And that's at work. That's usually the person who has the most power. And so however that person behaves, gives everyone else in the room permission to behave that way also. And so it's really important that the leadership in the room be the most mindful because when an employee observes their manager pausing to be mindful and reflect, then that's modeling. I better be doing that too. But if a leader, you know, is very reactive, then that's going to create that culture. It sort of circles back then to that question about, do you train? I don't know that I want to use that word, all employees. But if, if you started with the management team, it's just going to carry through the organization. Right. There's, there's that ripple effect where you ideally you start with the top and then they understand what they're trying to do. So there's a purpose to it. And that justifies taking a couple minutes at the beginning of a meeting, whether it's a team meeting or an individual meeting, um, to take a couple minutes to be more intentional, to create more awareness, to create that connection with whoever they're working with. Something on your website that really caught my attention, uh, it said, you know, keep your team centered and connected. 
And I can't think of a time where it might be more important than now to do that. So let's talk about, you know, wellness and mindfulness in chaotic times or COVID times, if we want to just refer to it as that. Just talk to us about really the need for this right now. There's a tremendous need for leadership right now. The leadership in each organization needs to understand what am I working towards? What is important to me? And in my organization, I have many people with young children. So they're at home working, their spouse is at home working, their kids are at home working and need a tremendous amount of guidance. And uh, in addition to all the other issues that, that might be going on in their life, and we know everyone's lives have continued on. So I think it's important for leadership to understand what am I trying to accomplish so that they can allow people to work, you know, a little bit more flexibly, that flexibility is a value. Compassion is a value. I understand what you're going through. I'm going through that too, that vulnerability and allowing people to be vulnerable and have those emotions, but know that those emotions aren't permanent. They're going to come and go. And if somebody needs a couple hours today, maybe they'll put in a couple hours later for something else. And so the ability to be able to pivot is really critical and to work with so many individuals plus create new business plans. It's a tremendously creative time for every single business. So there's that demand on it. So I think you're right. Centering is a powerful tool right now. I found some really informative articles on your website and I wondered if you could share with our audience some of those resources that are available at no cost and where they can find this, you know, your website. So on our website, we have a long list of, as you say, free resources, apps, books, articles, classes. Um, the website is growingmindstoday.com. There are links to our classes, which we offer online now. Um, and we offer classes live through Zoom until the pandemic is over. And we offer, we've done some projects with Children's Hospital. Um, if you have children and you want them to be able to uh, practice some mindful exercises that can help train their mind and slow it down so that they can feel grounded. Those are, we have access to those on our website. There's so much out there right now. That's free. This com- mindfulness community is giving so much away for free, as are we. Of course, it requires an email. It's not publicized necessarily as free, but so much is, is being given away to support the community. So I want people to know that. Sure. And if I, you know, read correctly when I was looking at your website, it looks like really you will customize anything based on the needs of your client. We do. We, we absolutely, every, uh, relationship is based on the needs of the organization and the, the scope of people. And so we're working with a lot of universities and businesses and schools. 
And those are different organizations. Sometimes the language is a little bit different in each organization. But what we've tried to do is create this common language of mindfulness. And I use the word pause. That's one. So they're very secular words that anyone would not be embarrassed to come home and share with their spouse and say, I need to take a pause. And and we've been really working hard to make that happen. Well, Susan, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing this information. I can't think of a topic, you know, or a time when this topic would be more important than now with wellness and mindfulness with everything that's going on in the world. So really appreciate what you've shared with our listeners today. I'd like to just share one more thing, Jan, and that is that being mindful or being intentional, expanding your awareness to see more sides and more possibilities is something that doesn't happen through training once or twice a year. It happens through small moments throughout the day, every single day. And to have permission from your organization that you can do that throughout the day, whether it's eating mindfully or walking outside for 10 minutes as a break or just sitting quietly and feeling your breath, however you choose to to practice and strengthen that skill of pausing is a powerful strategy for any business to grow their employee. And it needs permission to be done regularly throughout the day to really rewire the mind. So thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you, Jan. This was delightful. Yes, thank you. I've take I've got a couple of really great takeaways that I can start to practice right away. So thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be sharing more stories in the episodes ahead. So if you like the information you heard today, please make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wishing you all continued success. We'll talk to you soon.